Good morning. Today is the 32nd day of our 42 days of prayer and fasting, which means we only have 10 more days to go. I am Pastor David Chandler of the Christian Union Church, Chicana Place, St. James, Trinidad. The theme of this year's fast is being kind, tender-hearted, and forgiving one another, Ephesians 4.32. Today we are praying for strength for those who are struggling to keep the faith. Our scripture is taken from Romans chapter 14, verses 1 to 10. From today's passage, we can easily infer that our behavior and conduct as believers are very much dependent on the level of our faith. However, while not encouraging the recipients of his message to settle for an elementary level of faith, the Apostle admonishes those of us who may be more mature in our faith walk to be patient with them. Faith, as the simplest and most fundamental understanding, is to trust God with childlike expectation and confidence based on His great love for us. Therefore, our primary focus as people of faith is to develop a relationship with God, knowing that He wants the best for us and that He will not withhold any good thing from us, provided that we walk uprightly. Psalms 84 verse 11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield, the Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Verse 12 said, O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. The point of today's text is that God can and will work with us from, from wherever we are in our faith right now, knowing that even our little meager faith, when entrusted in the mighty God that he is, can move the biggest obstacles that face us. This is how Jesus, our Lord, taught that concept. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Brethren, God is so vested in us that even when our faith fails, He remains faithful to His word and to the promises which He has given us. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 13 tells us, If we believe not, yet he abides faithful, he cannot deny himself. God is still able to hear and help those with little or no faith by supplying us with a measure of faith, which is an expression of his amazing grace. That's why the apostle rejoiced in this reality as recorded in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I. But Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. To those of us who are really struggling with your faith in God, or who may feel that you have completely lost it, you might have been disappointed because somewhere in your past, some prayer you prayed wasn't answered. Or worse yet, the opposite of what you were believing God for happened, and your faith was shattered. I have no explanation as to why it did or didn't happen for you, but I do know that God loves you and cares for you, and I know he understands your frustration. Jesus showed us just how that could be like when he encountered a father with a sick son. The disciples prayed and prayed, but his son wasn't any better. Then Jesus asked him, do you believe? And his hesitant response was, yes, Lord, I believe, but, but help my unbelief. That sounded contradictory and confusing, yet the Lord didn't rebuke him, but accept, 
accepted his staggering faith and healed his son. What are you struggling to believe God for today? Let's talk to him right now about it. Heavenly Father, thank you for your patience with us and our wavering faith. Let a man with that sick son, sometimes we believe and sometimes we doubt. Father, please grant us the gift of faith through the presence of your spirit in us and help our unbelief. Lord, knowing that faith works by love, help us to develop a deep love relationship with you as you continue to show your unconditional unconditional love towards us, even though we don't deserve it. We choose now to place our little faith into your almighty hands and expect to see all the mountains in our lives disappear one by one. So we thank you in anticipation as we pray in the name of your Son and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Friends and brethren, let's begin anew again and walk in faith and victory as the Lord intends us to. Do have a blessed and productive day. And in spite of whatever you're facing, have faith in God. Amen. Good morning. We are day number 34 of our 42 days of prayer and fasting. I am Pastor David Chandler of the Christian Union Church you can place in James Trinidad. The theme of this year's fast is being kind, tender-hearted, and forgiving to one another. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Today, we are praying for God to raise up the next generation of leaders. Our scripture is taken from Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. The leadership transition from Moses to Joshua, as described in the passage, is very instructive. We see from the context that it was God himself who appointed Joshua to lead at the death of Moses. And we know from the biblical account that Moses was preparing Joshua for that position for a very long time. One of the ongoing challenges in many Christian and secular organizations is the identification and preparation of the next generation of leaders. This is so because some of our current leaders in the church in the business world and even in politics are insecure and therefore feel threatened when talented young men and women appear on the horizon. In other cases, leadership is handed down automatically to a family member or personal friend without regard to the person's competence or level of readiness. We can therefore learn valuable lessons from the divine succession plan which was conceived by God himself and implemented by Moses to ensure that smooth transition which occurred. Firstly, Moses sought out a cadre of young men with a, with a godly discernment that these were potential leaders as Numbers chapter 11 verse 28 identified Joshua as being but one of his young men. Secondly, Moses gave Joshua and the other young men he had selected appropriate responsibilities for them to gain leadership experience and confidence. In Exodus chapter 17 and verse 9, reveal how Moses selected the young Joshua to assemble and lead the Israelite armed militia against the Amalekites, while he, along with the other senior leaders, Aaron and Hur, went up the mountain to intercede on their behalf. Thirdly, as Joshua's talent 
and loyalty began to manifest, Moses kept him close in an intentional mentoring relationship and in, and in which he shared his most intimate spiritual experiences. For instance, we read in Exodus chapter 24 and verse 13, And Moses rose up and his minister Joshua, and Moses went up into the mount of God. Moses, having been summoned by God to meet him at the top of Mount Horeb, left the other leaders behind but took Joshua with him as far as he could. Fourthly, and of great importance, Moses was instructed by God as he was approaching the end of his leadership tenure to publicly endorse Joshua with a ceremony involving the high priest and then officially commissioning him as his designated successor. Numbers 27 verse 23 recorded how Moses did as God had instructed him. And he, Moses, laid his hands upon him, Joshua, and gave him a charge as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses. The result of this process was that Joshua was prepared and ready to lead, and that the people were also prepared and ready to receive him as their new leader, even though they mourned the loss of their great leader, Moses. Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 9 sums it up for us. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses has laid his hand upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and did as the Lord commanded Moses. So today, as we pray for the Lord to raise up the next generation of leaders, let us learn from this biblical pattern, which was also seen in the transition from Elijah to Elisha, from Paul to Timothy, and even from Jesus our Lord to Peter. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us this clear pattern for seamless leadership transition. Forgive us as leaders for our immaturity and selfish insecurities as we strive to hold on to leadership far longer than we need to and for failing to identify, mentor and prepare the next generation of leaders. We know that in every succeeding generation, you are persons capable of becoming effective leaders. So please, open our eyes to see them and by your grace to develop them. We pray a special blessing upon every leadership transition now in progress. Let your perfect will be done and glorify yourself through us as we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today for this devotional. Do continue to share with your friends and family. We certainly appreciate your valuable feed feedback, so please continue to send them. Have a blessed day. Shalom.